Greetings and welcome to Jesse I Interviews, recorded as always on the unceded lands of the Rwindjeri and Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, respect to the traditional owners of these lands. This episode features an interview with Tony Rebel, recorded out the back of his Flame Studio in Kingston on my first trip to Jamaica back in 2002. The studio was actually being rebuilt at the time, and you can hear a lot of the construction noise in the background. I was travelling at the time with my brethren from Australia called Jar Builder. No prizes for guessing his trade, and he was pretty amused by some of the rootsy construction methods being implemented on site. We spoke to Tony out the back under the shade of a tree, and he was a real pleasure to talk to as you'll hear. As usual, I'm presenting this interview in its entirety, from the time I hit record to the time I hit stop. If you're new to the podcast, please be aware that my aim with this show is to show the fullness of the meeting with each artist where I can. These podcasts are not the neatly edited versions of the interviews that I would have played on air at the time, but it's the whole thing, raw and unedited. In some cases, the casual banter at the end of an interview is just as interesting, I think, as the actual questions and answers in the middle of it. I think it's always interesting to hear stuff like the jingles being recorded as well. So here we go. We fulfill a vision of the young Tony Rebel and Garnet Silk and come all the way from Australia to interview Tony Rebel, August 2002. Yeah, so the radio show, like I said, it's called Chant Down Babylon. Just, just purely cultural music, no slackness, just roots and culture. Normally, old it's in the first hour and new tunes in the second, but always on a conscious level. Um, so I'll just I'll read a little intro as if it's going to air live, but I'll edit it before I put it. Okay. So if you ever want to start a quick answer again or anything, I can edit out. Right. Check one. All right. Levels, levels. All right. With me right now I have an artist that I have as much respect for as anyone in reggae music. He's played a very important role in the reintroduction of consciousness into the dance hall and he continues to uplift and inspire. Tony Rebel, thank you for joining me here on Chant Down Babylon. Yes, thanks for having me. Enough respect. Yes sir. I always start my interviews, Tony, by getting some background information. So if you could tell us a little bit about where you were born and what life was like growing up for you there. Okay. Well, I'm Jamaican first, you know that. And I'm from the central part of Jamaica, a place called Manchester, in a little district called Elliston. We transformed that name in the 80s and called it Slongbong. Very deep rural Jamaica, where a lot of trees, a lot of animals, and less musical facility to deal with my career. So life was normal growing up. Went to school like everybody else. Um, played all the games, the gig, the marbles everything that children does. Uh, it was when I was, uh, I think, 21, I entered a pop and variety DJ contest in Manchester and I won. And I, I won two consecutive years and came second and third 
in the singing section. Right. So I was the, Nash, the, the parish finalist in 1983 and 84 for DJ. And then that was where it could have taken me. So I left Manchester, came to Kingston, was here to and fro, back and forth. Being around Sugar Minot, which is a prominent singer in Jamaica, I used to have this sound system called Youth Promotions. Yeah. I was always there. Until 1988, I came, lived right here where we are at 56 Kenil Drive permanently. Myself, Garnet Silk. Um, Garnet Silk lived here as well. Yes, we right. both used to live in that room what we, that is now the studio. Right. So we lived here and then we were to and fro from different studios until I met with Donovan Germain in 1989, which owned Penthouse Records. And that's the rest is history. Right. So what was what was the first real break for you? Like what was the breakthrough tune or you know? Well the, the first the first light was was the armor. The armor was a song that was made in a counteraction kind of a vibe. At that time Ninja Man and Cutty Ranks and all these guys were high into their their badman kind of yeah. music. And I I um, was there to offer a kind of counteraction right. thing. Lord of mercy, rude boy rebel to me. And why you follow me? Let's win out. Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble and perfect in every way. But some dibby dibby guy won't test me. To them won't find out how me stay. But I told me no many rebel to honey. I'm a full up body agony. Me tell you, oh Lord, it's hard to be humble. But I'm doing the best that I can. Me wear the armor. Feel what I'm saying, my tongue. Me wear the armor. Me no stop countering. Me wear the armor. Feel what Attack me with the armor, me no stop going to Ray Young, me near rebel, me name Tony Rebel, and I'm me at the gorilla from no entertainer. Yeah, so when, so when you came from the start, you were coming with conscious lyrics from the start? Yes. And that was in a period of reggae music where that wasn't the norm, that was most people, it seems like most people around that time were, was gun lyrics, slackness. Well, definitely yes, but from, from earlier times when I was in Manchester, I was definitely onto the conscious path mm. and positive path because I think that if there is a talent that is given to you by the divine, you should exercise them mm. in a positive way. I mean, I have to use my talent and the forum that I got to help to uplift humanity, mm. regardless of race, creed, color, nationality. Is Once you're a product of the universe, then if you can listen to me, I supposed to use my sound to uplift you. Mm. And that was what I set out to do. Was it was it hard coming with conscious lyrics? Definitely. At that point? Definitely. Because people don't gravitate toward to, towards what is good immediately. Mm. They take time maybe to sort it out to see how genuine it is or whatever. Yeah. They're more into what is called slackness or gun lyrics or something. Yeah. But I mean, the end justify the means because it takes a little longer. But at the end of the day, you are more respected. Yeah. Your thing stays a little longer. Yeah. It has more life. So 
it work out. Yeah. The music, the music of the king is eternal, but the you know here and now gun tune, whatever will pass and pass. And Flavor of the week. Yeah. <laughs> and so Garnet Silk as well. At the same time, you're living with Garnet Silk, and and he was coming with a conscious message at the same time. Yes, I was first up from Concha, and then he came, and both of us used to be in there with my children. Two of them at the time, mm. my big son there and my daughter. And uh, we used to live there. And we used to go to the studios every day and we used to think about and visualize this very moment right. that somebody would be here from Australia <laughs> interviewing. Yeah. Somebody would be here from the States. Somebody would be here from everywhere talking to us about the work that we have done and what we're still doing. Yeah. So we knew about that too. Just that we didn't know it would be you. But we visualize all of this. And most of what we visualize came to pass. Took a little time, but it did. Yeah, that's good. What about the name Tony Rebel? How did you come on, come with that name? Well, actually, is Tony my, your real name? <laughs> my name is Patrick. Patrick George Anthony Barrett. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I was called Anthony because maybe my, my grandmother, because my mother died when I was four. So I grew up with my grandmother and grandfather. Maybe they liked Tony, because right. Tony was the, the in name at the time, but it's still one of my middle name. Right. So they called me Tony as a pet name. So, but Tony was the short name of Anthony, which is one of my middle names. Sure. So I was called Tony, Anthony Barrett I was called. If I was doing anything official that needed my, my birth certificate, I would, I would know I have to put Patrick. So everybody knew me as Tony. And then when I realized that I was musically inclined, I said I need a, a name because Tony Barrett or Anthony Barrett would not work. But Tony was good because at the time I can remember they had Tony Tough, Tony Bratwaite and, and all of that. And I, DJs also had a, like a prefix before their real name, like Papa this or Papa that or Ras this or Jadis. Yeah. So I decided that I would love to have a next name after my after name. Tony. So that is why I did not have Rebel Tony. It was Tony Rebel. Right. And then I was rebellious in nature. I rebel against the things that is wrong all the time. Mm. So I'm a good rebel. Yeah. <laughs> so I said my, my persona reflects Rebel. So I said Tony Rebel would be a good name. And at the time I remember Bob Marley had a song called He's a Rebel. You know that? Like, yeah. Soul Rebel. So the, the name Rebel was out there. So that's how it came about. All right. All right. Well, speaking as a conscious artist today, how do you feel? What's it like today presenting a conscious message? Having, you know, it seems like the reggae industry has come around again. Consciousness with Scissor, Cableton in the mid, following on from you and Garnet Silk, Luciano and Everton Blender as well. Do you think it's, it's easier to come with a conscious message now than it was 10 years ago? Definitely. Definitely. We set the pace and the pace that we set, the precedence was to show people that you don't have to divert from consciousness to be popular or to sell records. I got a deal with Columbia Records. I sang a wonderful hit song with Queen Latifah, went on the Billboard charts. I did a lot of things. 
I am now OD, Order of Distinction, from the oh. government of Jamaica. I got the Prime Minister's Award. I have awards in numerous numbers. I am respected all over the world. I go to Japan, Europe, everywhere. Mm. It's a few places I haven't been, like Australia, New Zealand, and yeah. these places. So we set that precedence to let people know that if you aspire to be a positive artist, you can be that without have to turn into gun lyrics and lyrics that are degrading to women and so forth and so on. So it's definitely easier because before my time, you didn't know what would it be. It's just your own faith and determination would, would really hold you or direct you. And it was like a chance, you're not sure. Mm. But that faith within us showed us that it could happen and it did happen. Yeah. What do you think about the, the music industry today? It, seem, it seems like to me that there's a bit of a divide between your cultural artists and your Hawkeyes and that singing bling bling artists, you know, bling dog, Hawkeye, bounty beanie. It seems like there's a real divide there between. Do you, do you see it that way or is it? Well, people. Who, looks, who look on, they describe it that way, they interpret it that way. Mm. But as far as I'm concerned, the music industry is one. And I have no problem with Beanie. Beanie is my friend. Mm. Bling Dog. Bling Dog, keeping his show, he used my, my, my plies to yeah. bling. All of them. I, I get on with everybody because yeah. it's one industry. They do a different type of music from what I do. I can do theirs too. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, they understand clearly the cultural aspect of the music, how important it is. Right. And from time to time, they do the type of music that we're doing. It's just that we are very consistent with yeah. what we do. Sometimes these artists, they do make this divide in order to, to, to create some attention. <laughs> so you find a beanie man will go up against a bounty killer and yeah. go up against a capital and people get curious and they, 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 they talk about it yeah. and it makes them even more popular. Yeah. So that is it really. But at the end of the day, it's one music, it's Jamaican music, it's like a tree with different branches. Right. And reggae is the root of it. It's not even reggae. It was, it was ska. It was rock steady, it was ska. Mm. And then it became reggae. And then now they are even talking about dancehall. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a music with the endless cycle of change constantly evolving yeah. and so it's it's hardly any difference because we understand all the newer artists and so forth and even i as an artist who have been djing from the 70s can come in 19 in 2002 yeah. and make a number one song because i just had just friends mm. which is number one all yeah. over the place me and suede so we understand what is happening now it's the same thing. Yeah. The more it changes, the more it remains the same. Right. Right. All right. Well, speaking now as a producer, obviously running the Flame Studio, um, working as a producer, what what's your mission been there with Flames and just the same sort of thing, but just producing younger artists? Yes. Well, definitely yes, because I I am in the business, and I there are other aspects of the business that I am capable of dealing with, like producing. I keep one of the biggest show, one of the biggest one night show in Jamaica, Rebel Salute, yeah. where no vulgarity can be on stage. Um, Are you only sell I tell food and everything? Yes, we, only, well, no we sell no alcohol. 
We sell no meat apart from the exception of fish. Yeah. And it's only inspirational and motivational artists in a positive way we invite. Yeah. And we get 20,000, 30,000 people all the time. When I produce, I could not produce an album or songs from an artist that is degrading women, mm. that is motivating gunmen. Mm. So even if an artist ha has that in them, when they are working for me, they, are, they know that they have to give me the best that they have. They'll yeah. do the positive. And so I have to be there to be creating the balance because the balance is needed. Because there's a whole lot of the bling bling kind of music out there. Yeah. And there are people who don't only want that type of music. They want the clean, conscious, inspirational music. So we have to be there to create that alternate mm. route for the people or that choice or, who, you know, or, or the people who want both to have it. So that's why I'm there as a producer and to help other artists too. My son is a DJ, no other little youth that I know. They are entertainers. I have Queen Africa, which is a, uh, the daughter of Derek Morgan. Derek is Skelegen. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Right. And I produce her. I produce my brother, Honeycomb. I used to produce yeah. other artists, Rush Shiloh, Tony. Everton Blender. You know, you know a whole of them. Jamison is also my little cousin. Oh, is and it? I produce a whole lot of songs with him. Yeah. Right. When did you first start Flames label? 1994. 1994. Yeah. Okay. What was the first release on Flames? The first release on Flames was um, MPLA with Sugar Black and Le uh, Sweet C and Daddy Ringo and okay. myself and some others. Right. Those were the first. Ken Sirius. Those were the first people. Okay. There, um, there's been a lot of controversy, it seems, lately in Jamaica about the use of curse words, um, whether on stage or in general. What do you think about that issue? The, like Anthony B getting taken to court over swearing, bounty killer, and so on. Well, the law of the country states that if you use profanity on stage in public places, it is illegal. So it's for the artists to be smart and to be wise, not to use them. Because even if you want to change that law, we would have to change that constitutionally. And so you can't go on stage and expect to get away because it is the law of the land. So not until that is changed. It's not that we agree with it or maybe disagree with it. It's just that it's the law of the it's land. The way it is. So if it's the law of the land, you have to abide by it. Because if you don't, regardless of what you want to say or what you want to do, you will be violating the law. I am an advocate for ganja. Because I know that ganja is good. Mm. Don't have to smoke it. It can make 25,000 different products. Yeah. I have shoes that is made of weed. I have suit that is made of weed. I know the medicinal properties. They can run cars on, on the oil now as well. Yeah, like. can Just run... Paper, save, you know, it's much more effective per square mile to plant herb trees than it is the timber trees. To plant timber Five trees. Five times as efficient. You can get tree crop per year. Yeah. America uses... 50% of the insecticide that America uses on cotton. They could save all of that money if they planted hemp mm. to make cloth, which is more durable and everything. So, but... In Jamaica, it is legal. So I would not want to take 
weed out there to, for a police to see me, they would lock me up, mm. even though I'm an advocate. So what I have to do is to lobby in my own way, musically and, 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 and however we can, so that they can decriminalize ganja or maybe get it um, once and for all, get it legal, mm. like how they have it in, in, in Holland. So it's the same thing with the curse words. Not until constitutionally it is said that it is okay, then if you do it on stage, you will get locked up. And that doesn't have anything to do with me agreeing or disagreeing. Because <laughs> yeah. I also believe in freedom of speech. But as far as the law of the land goes, you have to know. Right. Okay. Um... Speaking now, obviously you walk it as a Rasta. I am a Rasta. Yeah. When did you first sight up Rasta? How did, how did you know that was the path for you to walk? Well, actually from when I was a youth, I didn't like to comb my hair going to school. And I was always fascinated by Rastas and so forth. Until when I was 18, I started to grow my hair, went into the hills, live, start reading the Bible and trying to study more about the culture and everything. Mm. And as I study more, it's the more it is open to me that this was what I wanted to do. So it was around in my late teenage stage that I discovered that this was what I cut out to be. And here I am, being a Rasta man, representing. Respect. All right. Well, looking back over, over your career, I know you mentioned you've had, I know you've had enough hit records and been all over the world. Is there anything that stands out particularly for you over the, over the time as being, that you're particularly proud of? Yeah, many things. Um, Rebel Salute started out of just a little commemoration of my Earth Day. Yeah. The first two times rain fell, people stayed in the rain. And now it is one of the biggest shows. We're having mm. our 10th anniversary on the 18th of January, 2003. Right. 10 years. Uh, I didn't yes. realize it's been done that long. I am a, a, a youth out of rural yeah. Jamaica. Recently, it was bestowed upon me, OD, Order of Distinction, for my musical um, contribution to the country. I have been called upon many times to represent like, for instance, we just finished a song which 13 artists did, which I helped to write and produce, me and Ibu Cooper. From Art, World. Uh, Artists Against AIDS. Harry Belafonte asked us to do it. Right. I wrote a song for the United Nations when they had the United Nations. The United Year of... It was the Year of the Volunteer. It was last year. Yeah. And I wrote a song for the United Nations, which they had both 30-odd countries written songs and produce it. And they choose mine as the one, number one. They had a meeting on the 5th of December um, last year in the United Nations Hall of Assembly and I was invited to present the song. In song, I was introduced on stage by the President of Zambia, the Prince of Spain was there, um, Kofi Annan, Secretary General of the UN was there, and a whole lot of people. These are things I'm extre extremely proud of. It mm. was a song called It's Not All About Money. Maybe if you go to their website, you, right. you'll see it. Uh, um, I was signed to Columbia Records, and I 
my song went number one on the CMJ chart. I took two hours to write a combination with me and Queen Latifah, and it went wild on the, in the Billboard charts. A lot of things I'm mm. extremely proud of. I'm proud of when I can go into the streets and somebody can look at me and say, Tony Rebel, your song has inspired me. One day was a song that kept me through college. I, I'm extremely proud of that. Yeah. I'm extremely proud of myself. Um, knowing the obstacles and the hurdles that I've came through and I overcome. Mm. So I give thanks. Yeah, well, that's it's the same. Speaking of that, songs that have inspired, a song for me, and speaking of giving thanks, celebrate life. I, yes. I still remember one night, late at night in, in Melbourne, I was riding my bike home from somewhere, a long drive, and I had a tape of, of Tony Rebel live from Reggae on the River in California okay. that sent me over. And you did celebrate life. And in the intro, you're talking about giving thanks. And, you know, somebody gives you some money, you say thanks. They do something for you, say thanks. But people every day have life. And so many people never give thanks for that. They take it for granted. Yes. And that's when I heard that, heard you talking about that, I, you know, that I thought that is so true. You yeah. know? Every second of life we have is so precious. And so Should many people, always give thanks. Yeah. It's true. That's that's definitely one of my favorite. That songs. is something that I'm extremely proud of too. Mm. Like I went to California about three years ago, and I did that, and I said that on stage. And you are millions of miles from there in Australia, and it could inspire mm. you. I'm extremely proud of that. I love that. Mm. <laughs> that 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 make my day today. Yeah, respect. Yes. I know you say you should ever give thanks and praise. And I say, if a man give you a dollar, you tell him thanks. Man give you orange, you tell him thanks. You don't say thanks for life. If you do that, that is right. I say, we can't be ungrateful to John. We could never, never be ungrateful to John. We can't be ungrateful to John. We should have never, never, never. I say we give you thanks in the morning And give praises in the night So, I and I man give Isaac But still I celebrate life So, there's, uh, there's another song I wanted to ask you about uh, It just slipped me Bear with me for one second See if I can remember what it oh, Is it one of the newer ones? For a long time. I one. can't remember. It's just totally, it's totally vanished from my head. Okay. Uh, it's not fresh vegetable. No, not, I love that. Not Noja. That that's my that's probably my if I had to pick one Tony Rebel song if I was going to record one a dub, one dub plate. That's you don't want that. Noja. Okay. That was the first one for me that that I heard as a Tony Rebel song because I've only been I as a just getting off track. I'll edit this out, but. Uh. When I saw, I got into reggae through Third World and then moved through Bob Marley, Peter okay. Tosh, Bunny Whaler, Black Uru and all the roots. And I didn't like any dancehall, I didn't like any modern reggae until about 96, 97. And I, I, in the space of about a month, I got, I heard No Jar, Celebrate, no, No Jar and Love Fountain, Sizzler, Praise Ye Jar, Anthony B, Raid the Barn. And together those show me that there's good roots music being made Definitely. today. 
So No Jar particularly holds a special place. Yes. It's one of those first songs that turned me on to modern reggae. And now that's mainly what I listen to. Yes, yes. What about if Ja? If Ja is standing by my side. Oh yeah. You know that's a huge tune worldwide. Same <laughs> way in Australia. When we play that in the dance, it gets huge forwards. Yes, 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 yes. But yes. I still can't remember what, what song I wanted to ask about. I had a question about it. Oh. Is it I'm Nazarene Val? Right. Mm -mm. You know that song? I'm not sure if I do. Is that a recent one or? No, that was the album that I did with Columbia Records called Vibes at a Time. Right. I don't have that record. You need to get that. That was done from 1994. Right. 93, one of my best work. Right. I'll have to chase that up. Yeah, yeah. like I said, that because I didn't start getting into modern reggae until about 96, 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, you know, I know all the 70s and all the rock steady, but I don't know. The I 80s. Know, I know the early 80s, you know, all the Bankton Levy, Jungle Laws productions yeah. and so on. But, but not the late, early 90s. Not the, not the late 80s, not the early 90s. That's the period that I miss. I. I'll definitely let you have, um, when are you leaving? Going back to Ochi on Friday, but we're still going to be in Jamaica for another week and That's a half. That's tomorrow. It is, yeah. But I'll, I can maybe do a day trip to Kingston. Or just yeah, man, you need bus. to get, uh, if you don't get it to buy, I'll have to get your copy. Right. Rams of Rebel, you hear about it. Mm. Don't leave it. Yeah. And there's a lot of new... F That's on uh, Rush Records, right? Yes, yeah. yes. I yes. heard about it. I just never, you need to get it. Never it's bad. What, what songs are on? Any singles or is it new tunes? Well, the one that is in Jamaica has the Just Friends on it, which is yeah. a hit. I have Ja By My Side in Spanish. Oh, right. On the same middle? Yes, middle. and we have... Wow, I that. love songs. Not a lot of songs. About 16 to 17 bad tracks. All right. Bad, bad tracks. You need, yeah, yeah. You need to get it. And if you don't get it, you call me. Let me get it for you. Right. Because I can get a copy. I don't have any here now, but I have. I can get you a copy. Hey, you had a tune on the Angel Rhythm recently as well. No, 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 no to hypocrisy. Yeah. I never managed to track that one down either. But Jack Scorpio. He produced that. So when you go up yeah, there, I, get a copy. Of course, yeah. Get a copy yeah, from man. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. But I still can't remember what that the other song was. Well, maybe you'll remember and the next time you talk to me, yeah. you could ask me still. Maybe you could come to, you know. So... What does the future hold in store for you? What have you been working on lately? Okay, well, um, oh, what did I do recently? Just conclude um, a tour in, in North America. Myself, Tutsi, Bert, Luciana, Tonto, Metro, and Devonta, Queen Africa. Um, before that, I went to uh, West on the West Coast, did the Bob Marley days, and went straight through Oregon, right up to Vancouver in Canada. I've done most of the festivals in the Caribbean since the year started. We're going to do Duhaney Days in California and two more shows come the 10th of next month. And then the 18th of September to the 18th of October, I'll be all over in Europe. Right. So I'm going to Europe. 
and then simultaneously I have to be working on Rebel Salute. So I'll be back to complete Rebel Salute and the, to finish the studio and everything, that's it. And then I'll be getting back into production heavily. Right. Okay. So the future looks bright. Must always. Yes, yes, yes. Alright, well, I think... Yeah, I don't, I don't think... I think I've you come from a land down under. That song is bad. If I was going to voice a Luciano dub plate, I want to get that him to sing that. Because I know he put out a do-over of that on yeah. the Kings of Kings label. Yeah, I love that song. That is a good song. Yeah, one. maybe one day I'll do it over. Yeah, man. Please do. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, is there any... Um, just before I wind it up, I'll do a conclusion, but is there anything else you want to talk about? Any... Um, well, or is there any, is there some you know, we'll parting just, message you'd like to yeah, leave yeah, for we'll, the Australian massive? Yeah, we want to tell the people in Australia that we love them. We know them through cricket, first and foremost. We know about Shane Warne, and we know about the chapels, Ian from long time, all of these guys. We watch them and we, we love them because we know they're great cricketers. Um, even now we know about the wars and everything because yeah. we know Steve is the captain so we know we kind of know what's happening because we love cricket in Jamaica and we always play against Australia and Australia is always bad Dennis <laughs> Lilly's from Australia that's a bad bowler we, 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 we rate that guy yeah. so there is a connection between Jamaica or the Caribbean and Australia and then I look at a lot of Discovery Channel and I see how great the wildlife is, how the atmosphere is nice. Um, we watched other aspects of sports too and saw that Australians are very strong and sport-like people. They are good in athletics and, and other things and we see they're coming forward in football. We've been listening to the music. We've been listening to Air Supply. We've been listening to that. Coming from a land down under. Yeah, yeah, We've been yeah. listening to a lot of people from Australia. So it's a country that we hold in high esteem. And we pray that all goes well. And that the people might just don't pollute themselves. But hold firm to that rich culture mm. that they have down in Australia. And... and, and the way they are like a big finger on your hand. They're different. They are away from the world. That's we hope that they keep that together and don't pollute themselves. Mm -hmm. And just everybody to please live in love and realize that we are all extension of the universe. The universe looked through our eyes to see what is needed, mm -hmm. what is supposed to be done. And whenever you see it, you do it. You make your contribution in your own way. Don't pollute the earth because this is where you have to live. You would not pollute your home, so don't pollute the earth mm. because the earth is like a bigger home for your smaller home. Home for the whole home, worldwide definitely. family. Definitely. So I would just extend my love to the family in Australia. Tell them to keep strong. And I'd love to see them down there. So I'm looking forward to get down there mm. to, to help to give them a taste of my music yeah. but for the me in the meantime 
they can go on to list, keep on listening to Tony Rebel. We have greater things in store for them. Yes, King. All right. Yes, bless Tony that. Rebel, give thanks. Thank you very much for joining us here on Chant Down Babylon. Bless that. Bless that. Yes. Yeah, man. Give thanks, man. Chant Down Thank Babylon you. every time. Yes. This is Tony Rebel, and you're listening to Chant Down Babylon. Bless it. Yes. Well, just one more question that I'll just edit it back in. As a Rastaman, you're sitting here wearing an Africa shirt. Yeah. As a Rastaman living in Jamaica and, and operating worldwide, what does Africa mean to you? Well, as a Rastaman and a black man, I know that originally we're from Africa. So a lot of us are here because of a slave trade, not because we were slaves, but because of a slave trade. Because we weren't slaves, never did, never will. That is why we rebelled. Right. <laughs> but we, we are here because of a slave trade. And so we have to remember our roots. Um, if a tree doesn't have roots, it won't be able to bear fruits. So we have to know from whence we came so we can understand where we are and where we're heading to. So Africa is the motherland for us. Mm. And so whatever happens in Africa, it's effect, it affects us. And so we are on the campaign to help people to understand, to repatriate within their minds, to get back to their African heritage. Mm. And also, if you want to go back physically, whosoever will, you can go. We are into repatriation and reparations. So as a Rastaman, I traveled Africa too. And when you go there, it's people just like myself mm. who un I understand them clearly. And so it means a lot to us. Right. Africa is everything because we are living in the African diaspora where the majority of people here are Africans. Yeah. So that is it. It means a lot. Right. Is it Australia that the Aborigines are? Yes. Because we know that the Aborigines are some black people. Yeah, that's right. And they're also with African. A, with a unique culture. Too. With a unique culture. They, because the Africans used to be there in a long, a long time ago. And maybe you are descendants of, of Africans too. Because even though your complexion is, is, is white, or maybe a little different from white, but maybe you're from these people, but as the generation continues, then you, you look maybe different. Mm. But it's one people. Yeah. Because if right now the Aborigines can still be in Australia, that means it's, it's, it's one place and one people yeah. with different complexion. And as Junior Reed says, one blood. It's one blood. Everybody bleeds the same. Same blood, and we have the same feelings mm. and everything. We might look different, but we, we eat to live. We keep ourselves clean. We do the same kind of recreation vibes. One people. Yeah. One people. But I hail the Aborigines in, in, in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Respect, Tony. Yes, every time. Give thanks. Yeah, Give that, thanks. that's brilliant. That'll come up terrific, too. It'll make a great interview on air. Yes, thanks. Oh, yeah. Okay, no problem, no problem, no problem, no problem. Sorry? Oh, I'll just go on yours because mine's that back still looking pretty dodgy. Uh, and um, before we finish, I'd love to get another jingle for the radio. Okay, because I did say that. You said one, and that was I good. Without you asking. I like that. <laughs> but, um, 
Get you uh, if you can do one and mention the radio station as well. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah. PBS FM. Oh, we yeah. Okay. There we go. Yep. Take any more? Of course. I haven't got any photos with any other. Yeah. Cameraman. Alright then. Check levels first. Alright, check. Um, Should work. Right? Yeah, ready? Yeah. Man for no from you I live up as a soldier. You know you when me as a man for no Come back with Chant Down Babylon. Yeah man, this is Stone Rebel and you're listening to Chant Down Babylon with Jesse I on PBS FM in Australia. Blessed. Wicked. We do one more to be safe? Yeah, yeah. Well, my name is Tony Rebel and I'm from Jamaica. And whenever I'm in Australia, I listen to Chant Down Babylon with Jesse I on PBS FM. And I say, if Jah is standing by their side, why should they be afraid of the pestilence that crawleth by night? Chant Down Babylon with Jesse I every time. Yes. <laughs> Tony Rebel speaking to me from the backyard at 56 Ken Hill Drive, Kingston, Jamaica, in August 2002. If you enjoyed that and want to support the podcast, please consider becoming a patron on Patreon. There are a range of options on there and every bit helps. On that note, shout out to Armageddon Time, Empress Irie, Ben Comerford, Todd Solomon, John from Champion Sound and Tom Tanuki. Thanks for listening. Eyes is every time. All sex massive. I want you to get active. Come on, say that them you always think positive and think man. Sin, oh Lord of mercy. And this is something me come here have to tell everyone. Wow. Say that a good sense of mania, it used to run this land, land. But as is the other day, say them a deal with substitution, shan. And now the crack and cocaine, we a bring pure destruction, 
Shout. That's why this morning me get up on me right three letter Come me say I wanna just not to the prime minister Me say the next one address to the security minister Me never done the one to the commissioner Me cause them, them a hypocrite and confounder Cause how the hell them a go fight against sensimania And I eat a put poor people pot from fire Don't we used to plant it nothing in a Jamaica And them burn it down with no police and soldier And them a import the coffee mash up with Future, but you see the herb. I just may bring it, preserve your city herb. It may kind and observe your city herb. It just has strength, me nerve your city herb. I know it's a no fickle.